This episode of Unguilty Pleasure is proudly sponsored by my friends at Nomo, the UK's leading vegan and free from chocolate. Nomo is dairy free, gluten free, free from egg and nuts. So anybody with allergens or someone like me, a vegan, it is perfect. Caramel and sea salt is my favorite flavor. It's that kind of light green aqua colored wrapper. Ooh, if you see it, get it. It's so, so good. Nomo is available in the free from aisle at Tesco, Asda, Morrison's, Waitrose, Sainsbury's, Holland and Barrett, honestly anywhere, and on their website, nomochoc, N-O-M-O-Choc.com. Use the discount code UNGUILTYPLEASURE for 10% off the whole Nomo website. And thank you so much, Nomo, for sponsoring the podcast. Bye-bye. What's your pleasure? What's the tea? Let's bring love and positivity. Hello and welcome to another episode of Unguilty Pleasure. My name is Chris Hall. We are talking good vibes, positivity, spreading love as always, just for the hell of it, without feeling any guilt. And today I'm so excited for my guest. He is a musician, he's an actor, he's an all-round bad bitch. <laughs> Yes, you can swear. Uh, Jordan Lavinia is here. Woo! Hi, guys. So gorgeous. How are you? Fab. <laughs> Fab, how are you? Yeah, very good. Completely drenched from this gorgeous English weather. It's the up and down for me. It's the, it's the roller coaster. Mother Nature is getting hotted up tomorrow, <laughs> which is not giving. It's all about it's all about give and take. Give and take with the weather with Mother Nature right now. Period. Um, so, how are you? How's your week been? My week has been wild, to be honest. The past three weeks have been wild. Okay. I've been so busy. I've gone from like doing nothing and then obviously theatre has been projected to open up again. I've had like a million self-tapes through. Sorry, I'm about to bap. <laughs> we can edit that out. Um, <laughs> I've had a million self-tapes through and it's been... I'm about to get deep right now, so let's just go straight into it. Oh my God, um, okay. So, yeah, I've had like loads of self-tapes through. Obviously having like the year off and like getting into my music gig and like having that. I've been less inclined towards MT. Yeah. So, whereas before, maybe like five, six years ago, I would like get these tapes and I'd be like, so excited. I'd be like, let me get these lines down. Let me get these songs down. And it's felt a bit of a chore. Mm -hmm. So I had a chat with my agent this week on Tuesday and I was like, listen, my feelings are not the same as they were before. I need to take a break. I only want to do things that I'm passionate about. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm like, I only want to do things that I want to do, you yeah. know? So... We should just say that we met at Musical Theatre College 10 12? years, 10 or 12 years, 12 years ago. It started ago. in 2009, right? Yeah, 12 years ago. Oh my God, I can't. Um, which uh, is just a whole, um, <laughs> whole thing in itself that has been it's so long. It's a trip. Um, and you have worked, I think it's fair to say, incredibly consistently and very successfully in musicals yes. since then, which yeah. has been amazing. Grateful. Um, and rightly so. Um, but yeah, in the last year and getting to the age we are, you are, there's been a shift. There's been a shift. And, the, and it's kind of blindsided. Well, I feel this kind of period of time has kind of blindsided everyone. It's kind of like the whole lockdown pandemic is kind of like sit down here on this chair and actually figure out how you want the next 
chapter, chapter. the next t- 12 years of your life to look. Literally, literally. And that's what I said to my agent. I was like, it's given me so much scope this last year. Whereas before, like before we went into the Penny D, oh my God. Wait, <laughs> this is what I had yesterday. It's a new one, Pandemi Lovato. <laughs> Literally, I was gay. This guy said to me yesterday, I was like, okay, call the coroner because I'm deceased. Um, Before we went into the pandemic, I was... (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you know, very much like, okay, I want to do roles. Like, you know, I still want to be active in theatre. And... I started the Locky D just like, you know, getting back into my music gig, like just getting like shitty beats off of YouTube and like just writing on GarageBand the same way I did when I was like, you know, a child. You rocked up to first year of college and we'd been friends for like whatever, few months, realised we loved all the same music, all the same TV, had the the humour was right. We were like, great, let's just key. Let's just do this. And then we were, you opened your laptop once to your iTunes and there was an album by Jordan Lavinia called Ferocia Volume One. <laughs> I can't with and me. The artwork, the artwork had been done by graphic designer Jordan Lavinia. The beats had been laid down by music producer Jordan Lavinia. The lyrics had been written by you, yourself as well. One man band. So <laughs> just a one-stop shop for music production. Period. Um, and I remember thinking like, Oh my God, I couldn't even begin to ever conceive a song or anything like that. But you had it all signed, still delivered, ready to go at that age. That was what you did in your spare time. That was just what came to you. Yeah. But I felt like because I was on the musical theatre like path, since I was a child, like I've been training for MT for so long. And that was like just something I did for fun. Like mm-hmm. me, John Layton, we would always like re-record. Like if you go on my actually you can't go on my Facebook because it's deactivated, but <laughs> same. All the yeah, obviously Mark Zuckerberg, we're watching here. Um like on my Facebook there's like girlicious like me. Like we used to like redo music videos, we used yes, to like re-record yes, yes. everything. And so that was just like what I did for fun. Yeah. Um and it was, I, I guess I kind of like buried it deep without even thinking about it because I was like, I'm in musical theatre college, I'm doing this, like this is what, this is going to be my path. Yeah. And then, yeah, the last year I was like really just, I was writing every day and I just, I loved it. I, I love it so much. And now having this time to just like reflect has made me realise that that is really where I want to be. Mm. You know, like I love being in the studio. I love writing I love I love music yeah you know and I'm just like that is where I want to be that's where I want to make my bread and butter now you know yeah. the past 10 years been fab I've had some of the best experiences of my life but now yeah. I want to make new experiences oh my god absolutely and it's amazing that it's kind of, well, it's kind of a trip to realize that something you always associated as just fun or just playground stuff or just what we do after school or like at the weekend and then you have this razor sharp focus on this is what work is and this is what jobs are and this is what the profession is to be like actually allowing myself to take what I find the most fun and I find the most, I I feel the most free and I feel the most joy joy aligned. Can I actually take a chance and let myself, when it's always been associated as like fun or extracurricular Mm -hmm. or like, yeah, like play. It's just about, for me, like, betting on myself now at this point. Oof, I'm like, yeah. like honestly, like, even... Because it was very much, like, in my head, I was like, okay, I definitely want to do music. But, like, saying it out loud, even to my family, like, saying it, 
when you say it, it's real, right? Mm. So like, it was definitely made. I was like, oh my god, could I? I was like, no, I can't. Can I? I was like, no, I can't. But guess what? I can. You just and I did. Am, you know? Yeah. And when you say it and you dream, believe, achieve, it becomes a reality. And when we started, sorry, going back to the Panny D, we're going to move on from this shortly, but um, <laughs> going back to it, like, I remember starting it and just like doing stuff on my laptop. And I was like, do you know what? In six months, I want to actually be in a studio with a producer. Did it. And you were. Then you I was are. like, okay, yeah. afterwards, I, I want to release something. Did it. Yeah. Now working on music, releasing it, doing it. I'm meeting my goals. And it's not to say that I will never go back to theatre. Like, I still, you know, have the love for it. But it's just a shift, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes do both, you know? And that is something that I've spoken to a lot of people about, especially in kind of creative industry. I think I've actually mentioned it on a previous episode. You don't actually have to do one thing. Of course, you should have, you know, having a focus is good. So you're just not trying to do eight things, but you put some energy and some focus into music and writing doesn't mean that you're closing the door on theatre forever. It actually might carve a different, more exciting maybe convoluted roundabout way, but then you might come back back into the circle back in a few years time. You might not, who knows? And also something we said on one of our freezing cold Vicky Park walks was even if there are so many jobs in an industry, so you could be in the music industry still writing and releasing your own music but that might take you to something else that you never yeah. even thought would be a option or a destination that you were aiming for but in five years time ten years time you might kind of look around and be like I guess I'm here right and, and great that's what I've realized as well like meeting people now who are active in the music I'm blessed to have like a lot of great friends and you know like I guess going to like the, the school I did like people are in that industry and I can get great advice from them and like yeah the guy who is producing my music at the minute, like, he does stuff for The Voice and, like, he's also writing, like, music for, like, a kid's film. You know, there's so... Like you said, there's so many different avenues. It's not just, like, writing Top 40, obviously, manifesting Obviously, what that, that is kind of where we're headed. <laughs> Literally, it's kind Little of Mix what call we're, me. like, aiming for. Literally. M&E-K, but hi. M&E-K, where you at? <laughs> um, but, yeah, there's, like, writing song for a kid's film, you know? Exactly what you so like m- doing, are good at, and... Even like, Could be you great. know, and what's, what's, it called? what's that show? Um, Selling Sunset. Like they all, <sighs> like obviously back in the day, they use like actually legit songs. But nowadays it's all like they redo, it's, it's all like fake music, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, there's yeah. a whole gig in that, like writing songs for like, you know, licensed music for like reality shows and stuff. So right, right, right. listen, the world is my oyster at this point. <laughs> As he sips, <laughs> what are you drinking? Sips tea. Sips tea. Green tea. Actual prop. I love it. And do Me you too. feel that, it's really helped you keep your spirits up and it's kept your mood in a good, constant kind of vibration going through everything in the last six, 12 months. Has it been like a... Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think without me even realising it, because it's such a like natural thing for me, it just, I guess it centres me. And it just makes me, I don't know, like when when things are your purpose, they just are. They just, mm. do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%. And been such a like moment for me as well, like releasing 1993 and like having the, the reaction, the bop, streaming now on all <laughs> on platforms. All platforms. <laughs> get it, get it. Um, yeah, and just having like the reaction from my peers, people who I respect, okay? It's not just like, we don't do fake love, okay? Like mm-hmm. from my peers, people who I know like really would tell me the tea and also myself like before I released it I would listen to it all the time and I was like do you know what 
it gives me that feeling. I you actually know? like it, yeah. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's been a moment. It's been a whole key. It's been major. <laughs> it has. Um, <laughs> More yeah. things coming. And when you played Night 93, well, I think you sent it across. Or maybe you just, maybe when it dropped and I heard it, I was so proud of you. And because it is something that we would have listened to like five yes. years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. I feel like Jojo would sound amazing singing it. Oh, wow. You know? Wow. That's yeah. something we need to put in the, uh, on the vision board. Manifesto. Um, but no, and it just felt, and I remember you saying, I'm writing some more, I'm putting more effort into this, I'm recording, da, da, da. as your peer, I wasn't there like, really, George, uh, this this seems like a... Reach. A pipe dream or a reach or like, <laughs> I don't know, something that like, that I was a bit like, really? I, it just felt, oh, of course you are. And that's what you should be doing. And why haven't you done this sooner? But obviously... Right. Hindsight is a huge thing, but but then everything in its own time, you know. Hindsight is twenty twenty. That's yeah. what the um. I the never remember is. what that saying is. <laughs> I'm always is like, I always go. <laughs> I always say <laughs> hindsight is dot dot, and it's just a dot, pause, dot, dot. and then I just let I can't, I clearly let the other person fill in the blank. <laughs> hindsight is <laughs> after you. Thank you. <laughs> hindsight is pause. Um, love it. So, is there anything else? That you obviously this is a podcast about well it's actually not obvious <laughs> it's not obvious I'm really trying to train myself to not say obviously when things are not, not actually obvious. obvious this is I'm going to restart that sentence this is a podcast for discussing ways of feeling good and everybody is going to have a different method and a different way of healing and a different way of finding peace and finding pleasure is there anything that you practice especially or that you've tried out recently or that you maybe want to try out that has have you, you felt has really helped you absolutely I would say do you know what there's times in your life where you feel like a shift and my age of 24 that was a shift for me I was on tour with Ren I went vegan like mm-hmm. I just felt a shift in my energy I felt like I grew up you right. know when like it's your birthday and people are like, oh my God, how'd you feel? And every year like, same. Yeah, yeah. I felt the same for ages. Like I felt I like 17. That. Like, <laughs> how do you feel? <laughs> I'm dying, bitch. <laughs> Don't ask me again. Oh, no. God. I just had a vision of um, that Hills episode. Oh when... God, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> Where did when... you go? Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> when they all come in and they're all, pre- <laughs> Kristen has, they've been in, out in Las Vegas. <laughs> and they go, Kristen, where were you last night? <laughs> Two extras get out of her bed and walk out the door. This is out. And Kristen me. Cavallari goes, everywhere. everywhere. With a hoarse voice. Perfect television. Perfect television. But yeah, um, <laughs> I felt a shift in that year. Um, I went traveling by myself. It sounds very cliche, but shout out to cliches because I'm obsessed. I also um, love that you went traveling by yourself. I think I would, I've been. I've done something I never ever trips. thought I would do yeah. ever. I was like, what? But I just dove deep. I went to Stockholm, Copenhagen, Philippines. Like I was just living my truth. Um, so yeah, that year I felt a shift and I've been on like, I don't want to say a spiritual journey, but say it. Yeah. Spiritual journey. Yeah. I have, um, but more recently catching up four years later, I'm 28 now. Um, I journal, I meditate. I, I guess the standard practices you could say, you know, mm-hmm. I try to work out when I can and just keep myself centered because I am a wild personality. I feel mm. at heart. I love being free. I love just doing me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that helps me balance yeah. things out, you know? Yeah. 
when I'm feeling a bit chaotic and like, okay, Jordan, pull it back a bit. Journaling helps me. Yeah. You know, seeing your thoughts written out in front of you, it's almost like having a conversation with yourself and holding a mirror to yourself. And it really helps me because I'm not, as much as I'm open, I'll literally like meet a random group of people and I'll like tell them all my tea, mm-hmm. but I'm not a vulnerable person. I'm not. Mm. I deal with all of my um, problems on my own. It's just how, it's always, how I've always been. Yeah. And I'm working on that, you know. There is strength in vulnerability. And when you're having a weak moment, actually just like sharing it in that moment as opposed to like um, internalising. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think there's so much strength in using your words and whether yeah. those words are to another person or journaling I think it's the quickest way for you to harness your strength and your Mm. power because being vulnerable is hard and weird. And especially, I don't know how you feel having even just sort of taking our friendship or other people we know when we've been friends for 12 years now. Mm. And if you always like a key king or like talking about music, always like high energy, always positive, always fun. It is actually quite hard to suddenly be vulnerable and talk about something very real or something very grown up or something very sad or something very tough in front of someone that you're you're kind of a kid with or you're kind of just running around with. Or someone that like expects like a certain thing of you. Like yeah. do you know what I mean? Like when you are the when you are the fun friend or you're the that friend or you're the party friend of the day, it's like, okay, when I'm actually like maybe going through it a bit. Are you going to actually want me to yeah. be vulnerable with you or are you going to... But 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 people, like, you are. My friends are because that's why that's why we have this yes. friendship 12 years deep, period. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, all my friends have been around, like, I've had these friendships for ages and that's what I've learned is, like, actually just opening up. Like, you know, last year I was going through it a bit and actually, like, verbalising sooner rather than later mm. is the is the key mm-hmm. I've learned because I have a tendency to be like, okay, just like sort of go in my head and just be like, okay, Jordan, work through this. But then I don't, I'm like, oh, struggling a bit, but nip it in the bud. Yeah. Just talk and it makes you feel just 10, talk just and talk. get it out. Honestly, just talk. Like yeah. it makes you feel 10 times better. So And telling the truth, whether it's your truth, the truth that someone else needs to hear or just getting the words out that need to be said, mm. leaving them in your head to just swirl and build up will only, it'll just be your demise. Demise. Yeah. Steady demise. <laughs> a Lit- decline. Rapid demise, decline. We don't <laughs> want to decline, spiral. sweetheart. We're going up. <laughs> Elevation. Um, but no, I love that. I know we've had conversations about how much journaling has helped. Exactly as you said, it's a conversation with yourself. Yeah. And, and whenever you write everything down, you can do whatever you want with that page. You can leave it in the book to never see again. You can reread it. You can rip it out and burn it. Mm. You could fold it up and give it to the person that needs someone else needs to read it. Or you can write a song about it. Or you can write a song about it. And that's it as well. Like, honestly, like, 993 for me, more self-promo. <laughs> but <laughs> for real, that was like, when you look at it, it's real tea. Like, I was going through it. I yeah. was like, bitch, I'd send myself away to, like, Ibiza to literally, like, just, like... <laughs> I did. Christian, don't laugh. I literally was like, I, I need to, to just like, away I to myself my away because I was like, I need to remove myself from the situation and really, yeah. I don't really go through it often, but I was going through it in my head. I remember yeah. literally I was like, I couldn't sleep. I sleep like a baby. Yeah, when yeah. I'm laying down, I'm like tossing and turning, like heart racing. What's going on? Yeah. I need to recalibrate. Mm-hmm. And so I did. And I put it in a song and you know, 
It is what it is. And the song is about a breakup. It is. Mm-hmm. It's about an ex who is an amazing guy, still mates now. Mm-hmm. We have a fab relationship and I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, sometimes your intuition tells you things and you should listen to your intuition. Like, mm-hmm. and It's maybe... not always something you want it. You want to hear. Or face or address or speak out loud. Yeah. It was like six months, maybe five months prior to the end of our relationship. We we felt a shift, you know. Mm. We felt a shift. And it was just like, like we say, steady decline. It was. And it's hard to address those things because you want everything to be cute and happy and fun. But if it's not giving, it's not giving. Yeah. And it wasn't giving. But facing that and addressing it and having the relationship we do now it's been way better than staying in something that was clearly decaying, Yeah, you know? And what is so amazing is that you have something so immortal and beautiful out of that, which is your music. Yeah, yeah. And that will always be a landmark thing that you can't, like, delete. That's I mean, you could delete it, but it still exists. Yeah. And you've got that kind of jewel. It's like a time capsule, do you know what Exa- I mean? It's yeah, like, it just yeah. captures the zeitgeist of where I was at in that moment. Um and it's beautiful to be honest. So yeah, as an artist, you can put your emotions and your feelings into whatever art you make. But it's something about music where you can touch so many people mm-hmm. with your song, and it can resonate with so many people. And it can resonate with people in different ways. Different ways, though. That's what I love. Like, like you might have an intention for a certain lyric, melody, whatever, and then someone can receive it so differently. And like, here having that feedback back is like, wow. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, we know that we're music lovers. Like, that's mm-hmm. how. Like. Me, you, Jake, Boo, like, we just always used to kiki and just play music all the time. Do you know what I mean? And, like, bond over pop culture. Yeah. Those are our Episode, housemates um, and friends, by the way. Yeah. That was our sorority in college. For, Keep a bit in you. Yeah. Devil better now. <laughs> <laughs> Episode to come. Pending. With the, um, with the whole gang. With the um, and have you had, what are some of the, if you, you know, if you want to share, what are some of the most um, touching or surprising, I guess, or just memorable comments or feedback you've had on the song hmm do you know what it is for me it's like friends I I won't call them friends I say peers like people that know me or like peripheral friends right yeah reaching out to me and like sending me videos like I've got a guy shout out to Paris actually who is one of Liam's um friends and my friend as well but you know we're not besties or whatever like he plays a song all the time and he always sends me videos of him listening to it yeah Ella, you know Ella, Ella May, shout out to Ella May. Like her boyfriend's best friend who I've never met. Yeah. um, They played the song and he loved it. And basically he hosts um, BBC Radio in Leicester and he loved it. And he contacted me and he was like, I want you on the show. Like, and you just, yeah. what? Like, (laughs) this is crazy. Like he literally like did an interview with me. Like it was my BBC debut. Like those, those things are like amazing to people because these are not, people that I would ever right reach out to or yeah think or even you'd have know a connection do you know with... what I mean yeah. and then like for someone to like contact me and be like I love the song so much like the other day the, what did they do that Spotify like um, yes! thingy yeah and like yeah, yeah. Was, you sent it to me and like yeah, Ra- yeah. and the guy I'm talking to Raf shout out to Raf yeah. um, who is Ella's boyfriend's best friend um, sent me it and he was like it's one of his like top played I'm just that like shout nuts. out to everyone it like, was like yeah, it was the it was the time capsule like slide. I don't know what Spotify was. I felt it was a bit of a reach. I feel like at the end of the year when it kind of says your top played of the year, I kind of I'm about not that. Not halfway through. But it was <laughs> <laughs> not halfway through. Um, and also, but Spotify wants to um, sponsor this podcast. That's actually fine. Um, 
But yeah, it was like my rise. It had like my rising, my like star sign um, artists and like all kinds of stuff. I can't remember because it wasn't, it didn't actually, I didn't actually know, I I think my rising sign. I I knew my sun and my moon sign, but I didn't know my um, rising sign artist. And I was a bit like, I don't know where you've got this from. But my time capsule one was Kylie Minogue, Grace Jones. And then from 2011 was Jordan Livignon. I was like, that is so cool. So cool. Yeah. I'm obsessed. Yeah. Well, music to come. Obvi. It's now it's now a machine that is ticking over, right? Yeah, like, do you know what? Like, people are like, oh, do you want to be an artist? Do you want to write? And I'm like, at first I was like, I just want to write. And now I'm really enjoying just releasing songs. So I'll just continue to do that forever. If no one listens, if everyone listens, if I get signed, if I don't get signed. Listen, at this point, it's just the gloves are off. That is it. I'm doing me, okay? Yeah. So, yes, of course. By the time this is dropped, I feel like my new song, Bedroom, Bedroom. will be <laughs> Bedroom will be um released. So stream it now. Um, <laughs> um Yeah. I love it. And you're so right. If nothing comes from it, nothing comes from it. But guess what? You've we say nothing it. comes from it, but even so much has already come has from it. already. Yeah. Joy. Like, yes. like well, I'm living, yeah. like I'm living my truth. Like it's for me at the end of the day. I'm doing it for me and people enjoying it and like sharing good vibes back is the icing on the cake. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? And then yes. money would be like the ultimate icing. Yeah. We're welcoming fat checks. We yeah. are. <laughs> but, <laughs> if, if there's anybody but who wants to I didn't do set up a Monzo, for, PayPal. Literally, PayPal, literally everything, LinkedIn, Bitcoin, <laughs> all of it. <laughs> um, I'm not doing it for cash. You know, I'm doing it no. because it's like my pure passion. Ugh. I love that. I love that. And that's so important. Yeah. Okay, sis, we just need to take a quick moment of for refreshment. Mm, I love refreshments. Uh, before we carry on with our conversation. Um, as you know, or you might not know, I don't know. Nomo has very kindly sponsored this podcast. Nomo, of course, is that vegan and free from delicious chocolate, dairy, gluten, eggs, and nuts free. You're a vegan, right? Yeah, babe. Plant-based princess. <laughs> <laughs> how long now? Four years. Four years? Yeah. How long have I been? I was 2017. Wait, so at was I. Yeah, oh, but you so were I was a bit the top, me. literally the top, January. So yeah, I was yeah. top. I was. Yeah, okay, let's move on. Yeah, all right, well. <laughs> So I brought, you You see that you've got a little uh, Nomo bar. It's the caramel and sea salt flavor. Mm. The little like turquoisey teal color. Um, let's do a little cheers. Cheers. Clink. clink and clink. Um, a little taste test. Go. Okay. It's good, right? Mmm. Mmm. Do you live? One thing about me, I love chocolate. <laughs> and? What's your technique for, oh wait, sorry, I really love this, but... Basically, I I was told you should like let it melt in the mouth. Oh, I'm getting the caramel through. Those can you feel tones. it? Yeah. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Wait, you can't afford that Michael Jackson no, yeah. copyright. <laughs> <laughs> Bump up the mouth, no more. <laughs> oh my god. This is really good. It's good, right? This is really good. All right. Bible. Thank you so much, Nomo. We're going to carry on with the conversation. Bye-bye. Mm, bye. Okay, so I'm going to ask you the question. What? The qu- <laughs> <laughs> what now? What do you want? What now for me? <laughs> the question is, what is your unguilty pleasure? Now, 
just to reaffirm maybe what a guilty pleasure is. I'm sure you, I'm sure we've all heard the phrase. Somebody might say to me, Chris, I watch award ceremony acceptance speeches over and over for hours on end. It's my guilty pleasure. Are you talking about yourself? I'm literally talking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> literally, I take huge joy in just watching people accept their awards, even though award ceremonies are kind of dead. Tired and played out. Very. But we're manifesting Grammys. Exactly. Oh, yeah, apart from the Grammys or the Brits. Um, so, but... but uh, we're here to say with this movement that we are not going to feel guilt. We're taking the guilt out of it. And we're just saying, this is a pleasure of mine. Mm-hmm. If I was to ask you, you can have one, you can have two, you can have three. I don't mind. Where would you want to start on this unguilty pleasure road? I'm going to start on a bit of a surface level and say I'm obsessed. <laughs> I do use my sister's Hey You account and I'm really watching <laughs> Real Housewives of Potomac. Come on. Um, Beverly Hills, Kardashians. Yeah. Um, so I love that, you know? Not oh, ashamed. These women are so important to me. Do you ever get a bit of fatigue, though? Like, I literally back to back with Real Sides of Potomac, and, like, it gets to a certain point, and then I'm like, okay, I can't watch women argue anymore. I'm like, I, I need to be on a good vibe. Um, I actually am now facing a, a, a decision. Oh. I started my housewife journey this year, and I started with Beverly Hills, and great, I can't great tell choice. you how... Transcendent, I have found the last few months getting to know these women. Right. Um, Who's your been... fave? Oh. Oh. Let's, no, let's go like with the current season. Who's your fave out of season uh, 11? 11. Um, okay. I Just say right it. Right now, okay, listen, I adore Erica Jane. Period. Like the way she holds herself, the way she dresses, obviously, please book me as a dancer, Erica. <gasps> the please. Pre-mess. I will do. I will do this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mikey Minden, if you're listening, I've been a fan for a long time since um, Search for the Next Doll. But obviously, I guess stuff is going down. Who knows what's about to happen? Yeah, about to I off. love Denise Richards. Really? I, I don't know what it is. I think I just love her. And I felt really Chaotic. bad for her last year. Did you? Because I just felt... She was really out there on her own. She was. She didn't have an ally, did she? She didn't have a single ally, and I just don't think she got it. Yeah, she didn't get what she, she was didn't. signing up for. Fair, okay, fair enough. She it was a, it was chaotic, and I can imagine if she slept with Brandy Granville. She did. She did. <laughs> but suddenly, think if you thought that was if you thought that was like that's a secret and that that's that's I guess a thing, and then you just see Brandy. <laughs> telling the nation, and she she's just there like. Face crack. Face crack of the millennium. I think that's when she was like, do you know what? Shit, I fucked it. I'm done. I'm done. Bravo, bravo, bravo. Bravo, bravo, bravo. I'm done. Bravo, fucking bravo. I'm out of here. I'm done. Bless her. Um, And when she goes, and when she was in the reunion running around in circles and she said, Teddy was like, you said to Brandy that you've said worse things about me. And then Denise went, who told you that? Brandy? And then they all went, you did. (laughs) Mess, mess. She was like, tail between her legs. I also love Rinna. Lisa Rinna is great for the show. Yeah. Great for the show. I do like her. What about um, you? Who's my fave? Oh my God. Do you know what? Erica. I really love Erica. I love, I like, I wouldn't say love. I like Kyle. I, do you know what? I've really grown towards Dorit. I just yes, love same. how she's just like, she's PK. 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 <laughs> what, what's it, when you travel I've the got world, this you great can talk in any accent you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, bitch, work. I've got this amazing opportunity to design a, a room, 
at Buca di Beppo. <laughs> Buca di Beppo. Is it? Okay. And it's, and um, no, it's, it's an Italian on the side of the road. Yeah, literally and put, off the freeway. It's like... <laughs> Shout out to Dorit, though. And then shout out to Dorit. And we're really, I am really thrilled for you. I love her multiple, her work. I want to know what is going on because she's had like three different procedures. Right. Like there's been three different phases of Dorit, right? And now she's like, I feel like it's maybe like a little baby lift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She looks great though. I love it. I'm here for it. She's amazing. But yeah, that is my um, good pleasure service level. What, sorry, just quickly. So if I've come to the end of my Beverly Hills journey... Yeah. I've been told New York, OC, Potomac or Salt Lake City is where I should go next. Um, missing out Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. Boo, you need to watch Atlanta. Okay. I was so late to the gig and I would highly recommend it. It's hilarious. Okay. Like there's so many... I'm actually so excited to see Eva Pickford on my um, mm, TV I again. I wouldn't get too excited. Oh. <laughs> I'm not gonna... <laughs> she's not giving. <laughs> she's not. Oh. She's a bit like... I don't know. It's is just it... like... Okay, but I just have that in... America's Next Top Model love for her. She's beautiful, but... <clears throat> well, the winner. It starts and ends there. Okay. Fine. Eva, if you're listening... Um... Love you. <laughs> so boring. Congrats on, congrats on the win. Um, okay. Surface level, we, we love it. Yeah. We celebrate. Deeper, I would say, honestly, Christian, you've known me for how many years? You know, I love a Kiki. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And there was a certain time in my life where I was like, oh my God, why do I love, like going out so much so I thought it was a bad thing right Mm -hmm. and I've learned actually to not judge myself and not have shame for loving Takiki because it's a part of who I am and it's in my DNA yeah it's in my DNA my dad's a DJ party boy mum's a party girl all my sisters are my whole family is yeah and you know there was a certain relationship in my life where I was made to feel like oh you know a bit like wild Uh and I've really embraced that side of me love I have, and like I said earlier, it's all about balance. It's all about working hard and playing hard, and that's it. And that's, that's amazing. It. That is really it. Like, it's a key. Actually, going even deeper, sexual endeavours. Ooh. Let's get into it. Okay, go. We're both gay. We know what the app is. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, I am aware. I'm aware, yeah. Um, rhymes with... Rinder? Rinder. Blinder. <laughs> blinder. Rhymes with blinder. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess every baby gay goes through this where you're like, you see older gays doing it and you're like... Should I be doing this? Should, should I, I be, do- be doing this? Exactly. Less, more, with whom, without whom, yeah. Right. And there's a certain level of shame that comes with it sometimes. Mm. Not even not even just the brr app, but even just like, you know, hooking up in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not like standardized when you're younger. It's not like something that's celebrated or shown to you. It's something you have to experience and navigate for yourself. Okay, on your own, on with your no own. education. Let's get into this. Because, Let's get into this. Um, I've had such a discussion with myself over the last eight months in relation to hook what ups. you're saying: hookups, sexual endeavors, finding who I am with my sexuality, and I've had conversations with some of my straight friends. Mm. And I remember when you're at school, I mean, I went to a boys' school. Um, Work. <laughs> <laughs> which, if this was um, a. <laughs> if this was an alternate reality, obviously it would have been lit, but it was just me. Um, no, but. And I remember having straight friends being like, oh, I kissed this girl last night. Oh, we did this, or we experimented this, or people have multiple, like, um, this is in inverted commas, boyfriends and girlfriends you know, when you're that age. Yeah. But you can kind of 
you, you kind of do all your trial and error when you're that young teenager age. And for me, I just was in this isolated bubble of like, I'll just wait then until I'm older to even figure out what I like, who I am, what part of this, you know, and the com- I love, you know, it's amazing that conversations now is that there's, um, you know, that we're fighting against gender binary, we're fighting against sexuality specifics mm. because everyone is different and everyone's going to enjoy apps, everyone's going to not enjoy apps, everyone's going to enjoy this kind of hookup, that kind of hookup, this person, that person. But I'm 30 and I'm just, just figuring that out. Because this is what happens. Like, because, like, I was blessed enough to go to a theatre school mm-hmm. from the age of 11. So I was surrounded by like-minded people. Mm. I got to have the experimentation that so many, you know, straight boys and girls and in between to do, right? Yeah. You, that was not the case for you. So this is the case with so many other gay men that their adolescent um, frivolity is delayed. Yeah. Right? So you end up living your living the part that you missed out later on. Mm-hmm. But then also you carry, like, a bit of shame with that. And there's so many, like, so fucked up shit that goes with it. But actually letting go of that shame, that's where the real power is. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. it does. Because everyone's a- doing it. Like, everyone's doing it. Yeah. The, the swingers out there, the straight sex parties are going on. Like, so let's just get into it, guys. Like, if, if it's your tea, exactly. then get into it. If it's yeah. not, then it's not for you. But we're not doing shame in 2021. And no. moving forward, no. I think it's also such a observation growing up that there's so little when when we I mean it's better now but I don't I don't really know how better how much there there was just no representation um nothing in the media to ever let you know that you could have a boyfriend or a partner at all there was yeah. like there's not like the only I feel the only people we had on TV were very 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 flamboyant Camp, TV yeah. presenters or, yeah. or not or even like maybe that or like Mark and Ugly Betty like yeah 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 you know like one really camp guy in Big Brother like yes. Brian or Marco or like anything like that um, shout out to season two season five of Big Brother so you kind of never think that I don't know you're kind of just lost in this I guess I'll just figure this out on my own kind of thing that is a great point you know because actually I remember in school and there was you know I don't want to say his name. Anyways, he was. Beep, he was we'll be that. <laughs> yeah, he was above me in school. Great, you know, guide or whatever. But he was very overtly camp, and I remember like disclosing to him. Um, spoiler alert: I'm gay. Um, but I remember disclosing to him. I was like, you know, I think I'm gay. Whatever. He was like, he was like, it's fine, baby. He was like, if you just be, you know, just be camp and fab and da da da, and everyone will love you. That was the first guidance I had. Right. And we also had that in the media, right? So you kind of go to that. Yeah. Because you want to be accepted. Accepted, loved. Hello. Right. Learn to make people When I was younger, I was like the fairest queen faggot that you would (laughs) ever see. The pink acid wash jeans were... (laughs) And the Ugg boots. And the Ugg boots. We went to... There is a a photo... There is photographic evidence of a rave party... (laughs) Me at 18 was a mess with um with with clothing. Very I was wearing some dry. like a super <laughs> super dry <laughs> slash with River Island like luminous lime green like ensemble. Jordan was in a blue leotard with pink acid wash jeans. Our boots I think were the morning after. Probably, yeah. But at and the, the on the night and the fur coat. <laughs> But I love that for me. Oh, I was obsessed with it. I was like, I I mean, I'd gone to a, a boys' school. I'd never met anyone who would wear pink jeans. Yeah. And I just thought it was incredible. Yeah. 
And I still have that part of me, but when I was first introduced into gaydom, for lack of a better term, that is, was like my go-to because you're just like, okay. I have to push it this far to yeah. fit in. And it didn't feel it didn't feel pushed, but that was the guidance that was given to me. I didn't have it from anywhere else. And that was all I saw, you know, going to theatre school. It was all just the gay boys. Mm-hmm. So, and then I guess I calmed down a little bit, but now... I don't know. I can't, I think I went the other way and kind of suppressed it a bit. And I was like, you know, let me just whatever. And now I'm enjoying both sides. I'm enjoying yeah. all of me. You know, yeah. some days I want to dress like a roadman. Some days I want to dress like a little fairy. And Which is... Sometimes and get the best of both worlds. 100%. Right? Best of every world. Literally. Well, I love that. I think it's so... I mean, we could come back and do a whole next ep on... Gay dim and gay shame and what yeah. it's like growing up. Maybe we do a little round table. Oh my god, we should. With, um, That's a great idea, actually. Yeah. Um, everyone's experiences are different as well. Like, you have a lot to say. <laughs> and like, no, you do. Like, you have, you no, do have a lot, you know? Yeah. And I, and my experience is, you know, being black and gay and like yes. being mainly around like white, hunky gay boys. You know, it's, there's mm. a whole, it's a whole trip. Absolutely. But, I feel like I'm finding my path now. Well, I found it. Yeah, I'm really, well, I'm we've in always my power. been. You've always, we've all always been on it. Yeah. I guess the trees were covering the way a little bit. Yeah. But no, I love that. So it we've got hey we, you. We've got guilty about going out. If you like going out, I think I am with you on that as well. A lot of people are slowing down. People are popping out babies left, right, and center. Obviously, mm. not really me but people what? I know what um, and I still love Takiki Takiki and go out and um, get drunk yeah absolutely not I think we can drunk. say that we can say that <laughs> prohibition um, but it's so true sometimes I wake up and I go why did you do that and then you kind of go like because I wanted who? to yeah and also because we want to because we, we want, want to, to. <laughs> not Billy Piper words to Billy Piper uh, <laughs> we'll get her on the pod oh um, but yeah and I love that we've ended on touching mm, this tip of the, the iceberg of this conversation, which we will definitely, definitely, definitely return. Bitch, it's an iceberg. <laughs> but that's the honestly one thing I could just like that. When you get rid of the shame, like, wow, so much freedom. Oh, when you stop judging you... yourself, it's like, yes. this is my secret source. I'm going to judge myself. I'm not doing it. And, okay, sometimes other people might judge you. A, who cares? And B... That's on them. Mo- and also, most of the time, no one is. And right. no one actually cares about what you're doing. T! No one actually cares about you. T! With, and I say that with the love. most love. Yeah. I mean, I've said this to you so many times. The conversation... The, the things I've said to myself over the years, I would never say to anyone else's face. So, bitch, why the <laughs> fuck would you even say it to yourself? If you wouldn't yeah. say... Sometimes I think of myself, I'm like, if you were your best friend, you were like asking for advice, talk to yourself that way. Yeah. Be gentle. Yes. And also like, yesterday is yesterday and it's now gone. is now. And do you know what I mean? Like, so whatever's happened in the past, let it go. Let Make it go. like Elsa and let it go. Because Ugh. we're living in the now. We're growing, we're learning, we're dreaming, believing and achieving. So just, yeah, let go of the shame, let go of the judgment and just do you. I love it. I love it. Well, I think that is a gorgeous, well-rounded place to conclude. Not Um, conclude. I want to do this more. I know. (laughs) Well, we'll have you back. We'll have you back. Jordan, thank you, honestly, so much for being here. It is so special 
I absolutely adore you. You're such a special friend and I'm so glad that you are here. In the first kind of baby steps of this podcast. It's um, going to be wildly successful. Sponsorships <laughs> pending. <laughs> Thank you so much. Where can people find you on the internet? At Jordan Lavinia, last name L-A-V-I-N-I-E-R-E. Um, Instagram, Twitter, and that's it. And on Apple Music and Spotify. Duh. Duh. Yes, go stream, night night three, go stream, bedroom. Yes. And um, that's it. That's a wrap. Love you. Bye. Yay. <laughs> Christian. Done. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, God, yes, me getting paid. I'm guilty pleasures with Christopher Hall. Okay, so what you just heard was a conversation between me and Jordan about six weeks ago now which is quite a long time, yeah. thanks to my procrastination and just getting the momentum on the uh, Poddy C going. Um, but we did mention, did we? I can't remember if we mentioned. We did. Yeah, we, we did. did. I'm sure we did. Um, we mentioned the new single, Bedroom. Yes. Which is out when? Now. Right now. It's out now. As you listen to this <laughs> podcast, hopefully yes. you're listening on release day because you are all hooked. Um, and also that came out today. Bedroom by Jordan Lavinia. Stream it, buy it, live it, love it, breathe it. Share it with your friends. Play it. It's the Sex with the X anthem, so turn it up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love it. So proud of you, Jordan. Thank you, boo. I'm proud of you too. Yes, you too. More content, more streams. Um, Lots of love, everyone. Bye. I still feel you here in my bedroom. Thoughts on repeat in my head Wishing you were late in my bedroom Use my imagination instead Come undone No, I don't want your back But I still love the thought of you breaking my back mm. Come undone Just to face them away I could use some of that digital foreplay So gently caress me there, then pick me apart. Pedals everywhere, miss you in my bedroom. Wish you were here. Wish you were here.